the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 18th, 2012. And today this is going to be more of a current event Bible study, not a whole lot of uh, health warnings or updates on this particular study, mostly geared toward the massive push I'm seeing toward the Catholic Church. Uh, Not so much today about the Catholic Church, but the actual push I'm seeing from so many different major ministries not so subtly promoting the Catholic Church. Uh, some ministries we've covered in the past and also some uh, some ones where maybe I, I haven't mentioned that as much. So, it's a huge trend I'm seeing. It's only getting worse. And <clears throat> regarding the one world religion of the New World Order, the one world religion under Antichrist and the False Prophet, we have to see this at some level, at some time, and, and we are seeing it. And uh, <clears throat> all of the religions are ultimately going to amalgamate into one. But from a Christ, from a quote Christianity standpoint, because Catholics are lumped under that banner, this is the first push we really should be expecting to see, and it seems to be kicking into really high gear now at a breakneck speed. And I'm going to verify and document that on many, many different levels. And not just even with specific ministries, but we're even going to talk about Glenn Beck and and his uh, most recent efforts toward that end. So let's go ahead and get into the first story, which is the only one that's kind of not really so much related to that. Uh, And it's entitled Hypnosis Warning. And this is a story about a Florida high school principal faces one year in jail for practicing therapeutic hypnosis without a license on students, three of whom have died. Now, I did a teaching before entitled Hypnosis, the Hypnotic Gaze, the Occult, and the Satanic Charlatan Bracco. Remember that one? Bracco? What a fun guy. Anyway, yeah, uh, with a two-part teaching, I, I put it right at the start here of the PDF for um, March 18th, 2012. And I try to, if there's a subject that I'm covering, I try to put the audio teachings where I've already maybe covered that subject much more in depth there because I can't uh, recover same ground, obviously, constantly over and over. So I've done a, I've kind of done an in-depth teaching on that already. I just wanted to, to kind of, go over this information just as a further warning regarding hypnosis. And the article starts out by saying, George Kenny, uh, who was 51 years old, was known to hypnotize students to help them achieve better test scores and achieve athletic peak performance. Despite being warned by his superiors to discontinue the practice, the popular principal allegedly defied those orders. If convicted, uh, there are two misdemeanor charges. I mean, you know, people dying here, right and left, and they're just misdemeanors, though. But the two misdemeanor charges could put the former principal behind bars for up to one year. Kenny's use of the practice came under scrutiny after Kenny acknowledged he had hypnotized Wesley McKinley, who was 16 years old, the day before, the day before the teenager killed himself. 
in April. That's a pretty successful session they must have had. I mean, they do it the next day the guy goes out and kills himself. I'm sure there's no correlation. Uh, and then Brittany Palumbo, 17, killed herself in May of last year, five months after her session. Marcus Freeman, 16, the school star quarterback, uh, who was also treated by Kenny, died in a car crash. So out of these people that he's treated, three of them are already dead. And, I mean, they range from 16 to 17 years old. Kind of a really weird, strange turn of events. Well, it's witchcraft. And I and I prove that in the teaching that I'm doing. It is not something you ever, ever, ever want to do. And they have those things at the fairs I've seen where, oh, it's so innocent, and they, inter- they hypnotize people in the crowd. You have no idea what's happening to you on a spiritual level when you give permission to a hypnotist who is working through the power of devils and demons, when you give them power over your own, essentially, body, soul, and spirit, you have no idea what's happening to you on a spiritual level. You're inviting devils and demons to come and inhabit your body, essentially. And this is not something you want to mess around with. Going further, an internal, and again, I've done the whole teaching on that that I gave you the links for. I mean, if you've never heard that teaching, I would encourage you to listen to that um, if you're skeptical, which is fine. I mean, I I want you to be skeptical. I don't want you to believe anything that I'm saying. Check it out. See if, you know, see if what I'm saying is true. An internal investigation found the principal, who is not licensed but has taken some hypnosis courses, had hypnotized as many as 75 people, students, parents, staff, on the school grounds. So, I mean, out of the 75, only three are dead. I mean, it's not too bad, I guess. I mean, you know, it's like, what, four or five, four to five percent? You know, probably closer to five percent. I don't know. One in 20. Anyway, uh, one athlete told private investigators he had received 30 to 40 sessions from Kenny, according to the Herald Tribune. Kenny initially denied using the technique on the uh, two teens who had died when he intervened when interviewed by a private investigator hired by the district. But he later admitted he had treated both students. So the guy's a total liar. He's a worm. I mean, he denies this? (laughs) Unbelievable. But then then he later admitted it. Probably because he knew he could not deny, you know. The evidence was stacked against him, so he had to admit it. So that, that shows you something about the caliber of person this guy is. Dr. Kenny admitted that he lied, and he admitted that he did have sessions with both the other deceased students a report by Steele Investigations Agency, which was released in June. Kenny, Kenny, who learned hypnosis at the Omni Hypnosis Training Center in DeLand, Florida, had made podcasts on reducing test anxiety and improving sports sports performance through hypnosis. He's even selling these things up on Amazon. I didn't give the link to that because I don't want to promote them. But, yeah, he's selling his own... Recordings. Hopefully he's taken them down, I, but then again, I don't know. I clicked on the link and they were up there, so... Uh, yeah. See, they interviewed some of these these uh, teenagers, and they're like, oh yeah, it really helped me in this and that. Well, witchcraft has benefits. Anything satanic has some temporal benefit, some, typically some temporary benefit, whether it's gratification of the flesh, or appeasing carnal desires, or, or getting whatever you want. I mean, love spells 
which witches use or, or curses that they put on people. They're they're trying to gain something they want for their own self-centered needs. And, it's, and it's like they're trying to do it the easy way. It would be like, okay, for instance, if you want to get better grades and then you get hypnotized and instead of, let's say they're, they don't want to study or they don't want to apply themselves, they want to just do it the easy way through hypnosis where maybe that he can do something to make you have, I don't know, photographic memory or something of that nature. But it's demonic. So the price you're going to have to pay as a result for the benefit you're receiving is far greater than you're going to want to pay. And you don't even, it may not manifest instantaneously. It's not like all of a sudden, you know, like some of these, the most of them obviously didn't, you know, commit suicide the next day. One did. And then one five months later, and then one person died in a car wreck. You just don't know what kind of curse you may be bringing on yourself. And, and inevitably you are bringing on yourself, but it may not manifest right then. It may be something where you're not going to be able to receive the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ or have a greatly diminished capacity to ever get saved. Yeah, but I got really good grace. Yeah, and then you rot in hell for eternity. I'm not saying that's the only factor. I'm just saying it sure can't help. If Satan's there to blind us and he's there to steal, rob, and destroy, like the Bible says, well, he's going to try to steal any opportunity that you have to get saved. And there's many ways he can go about trying to orchestrate that. It can't help, that's for sure. This is bad news. You want to stay away from it. And if you've done it, you want to really repent and go to God and possibly fast about this and ask the Lord, you know, to heal or to um, help you regarding whatever thing you may have brought on yourself whatever kind of curse you may have brought on yourself. Because the only one that can release you from that is Father God through the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, you can't just go out and, and just, you know, power of positive thinking on this. It's, it's a spiritual battle, and you need to approach it spiritually. And that's something that's very important to understand. So... Just so you know, I wanted to update you on that situation again. This hypnosis is really, really bad news. And it's funny because even the news media was downplaying, oh, there's, we don't think there's any real correlation between all this. And they were interviewing the students, oh, he's the greatest guy, this and that. Yeah, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The guy's practicing witchcraft on you. He's filling you full of demons. But he's the greatest guy. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, a, a fun, fun guy. The life of every party. Totally infesting you with demons. But he's doing it because he's trying to help the student body and, and empower you know them to be their best and do their best. That whole expression, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Well, maybe his intentions are good. Okay, but the problem is, is that's his heart. His heartfelt convictions. I'm really helping these people. Yeah, well, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. And he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs, Proverbs 28, 26. So, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, the King James Bible in the, in, in the English-speaking language, then don't do it. And hypnosis would fall under the classification of witchcraft, which in the Old Testament, it was an immediate death sentence. 
So it's a pretty big deal to God then, and it's a pretty big deal to God now. So you just don't want to mess around with it. Next article. Paul Crouch of Trinity Broadcasting Network says, God help anyone who would get in the way of TBN. And we have a little picture here at the very start of Paul Crouch and his uh, granddaughter and Jan Crouch, and I think their family. Um, and the reason I say that is because it, it actually shows the granddaughter here, and that's what this is going to be about, this particular story. So the article starts out by saying, Trinity Broadcasting Network's president and founder, Paul Crouch Sr.'s policy of putting family members in positions of power at the largest, quote, Christian TV network in the world may have come back to bite him. Last week, the granddaughter of Trinity Broadcasting Network, Paul and Jan Crouch, has accused the world's largest Christian broadcaster of unlawfully distributing charitable assets worth more than $50 million to the company's directors. Imagine that. Charitable assets, too. Even better. $50 million. It's only $50 million. You know, to the company's directors. The charges were leveled in a federal lawsuit filed by Paul Crouch's granddaughter, Brittany Coper, who you can see in the picture uh, that is here at the PDF on page 2. She's in the far left. Uh, and there's a link here to the actual federal lawsuit. So this isn't something that's you know being made up. This is a real deal here. Uh, and it was filed against her former lawyers, who also do legal work for Trinity, who reportedly instructed her to, quote, shut up about what she had discovered in her position as the financial officer. The complaint says the lawyers intimidated Ms. Coper into returning her own perks, which included her house, car, jewelry, life insurance, and home furnishings. Now, the story, if you click on it, also she also alleges all kind of sexual improprieties and misconduct directed toward her as well. I didn't mind getting into that. I'm just saying if you want to, I'm just hitting kind of the high points here, but she also is alleging that. So, the complaint says the lawyers intimidated Ms. Coper into doing all these things, and uh, into giving back her house, car, jewelry, life insurance, home furnishings. Failure to do so would result in jail time for her. The attorneys allegedly threatened. So they're trying to strong-arm her into keeping her mouth shut, because they've got a lot to lose. Coincidentally, that same month, Brittany Coper's father, Paul Crouch Jr., resigned his position from TBN as chief of staff to, quote, pursue other ministry opportunities. His hasty retreat baffled many people. Why would he leave TBN as the second in command next to um, next to his dad to take a position at a small minority-owned network? Hmm. I'm sure there's no coincidence there. Observers have wondered how the Crouches can afford multiple palatial mansions on both coasts and a $50 million jet and sh- chauffeurs. It seems biblical to me. I mean, you, you can look back in the uh, Gospels, you know, and, and then afterward. The, the apostles generally got around through the finest of, um, you know, the finest forms of transportation of the day. Stayed in the most opulent mansions and, and palatial palaces wherever they went. I mean, you could really find a lot of New Testament precedents for all this, right? No, the whole the Bible says the Son of Man have nowhere to even lay his head. Oh, that was Jesus. 
and the apostles were all basically pursued from pillar to post. And uh, John the Baptist, he had it really good. He lived out in the wilderness and uh, dressed in you know animal skins and ate locusts and honey. Yeah, they, there's a lot of New Testament precedent I can really see for this type of behavior. I really can. I mean, you know, it's 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 it's, it's obvious they're they're in the right biblically, but it said Coper's attorney Timothy McLeod to the Orange County Register broke the story of Coper's lawsuit on February 9, 2012. Now the Bible says um, Jesus Christ in particular, Matthew six nineteen through six twenty one says, "Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth." where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up treasures for yourself in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there where your heart be also. Well, we know where their heart is. We know where their treasure is. It's in this life. The Crouches, TBN. It's, you know, they're, they're all on the way to hell. Period. Why? Because by their fruits you will know them. These people, this organization, is pure evil. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. I I reported on him not too long ago. uh, On his connections with the Pope and Rome and and these types of things. We're going to look at that next. We're just going to revisit that. The same day, Paul Paul Crouch Sr. and his younger son, Matthew Crouch, made veiled threats at anyone who would try to come against the TBN. On Thursday, February 9th, Paul Crouch and his son, Matt, were having a live chat on TBN's Behind the Scenes. There's links to all this stuff, if you want to click on it. Paul was reminiscing about how TBN began back in 1973. God spoke to him. As he was driving on MacArthur Boulevard, and the conversation took a turn that Coper's attorney finds somewhat menacing. Now, whenever somebody says God spoke to them, I think, okay, I'm not saying God can't speak to you. But what was the outcome of that conversation? In the case of TBN, uh, I think there's about you know a thousand red flags indicating it wasn't God that spoke to him but rather his father, the devil, because of his lusts, he will do, Satan. That's who I think spoke to uh, Paul Crouch. Now, okay, could be, let's say, he had really been saved at that point, and then he just strayed. Okay, I'm not discounting that. I don't think that was the case here. I'm not saying, though, that that could not happen in specific instances where they actually were generally, genuinely acting out on something that they either had a conviction of from God, and at first they were in the will of the Lord, and then later, though, greed entered in or some other mitigating factor, and then they got off track. That could be the case. But in Paul Crouch's, I mean, uh, no, I don't think that was the case. I would have a real hard time. God forgive me if I'm wrong, but I would have a real hard time believing God was the one that told him to do this. Looking at the horrific fruit that I've seen and that we will be, we've already seen a little bit of it now, and we will be exploring in this first part of this teaching. So, the conversation then on TBN took a turn that Coper's attorney, meaning Brittany Coper, his granddaughter, that her attorney finds somewhat menacing. 
And then it goes on to say, this is a quote from this interview of TBN Behind the Scene, Paul Crouch and his son Matt. And they say, you know what's funny, Dad? Matt said at the 838 mark on the video, and there's a link to that where you can hear him say it. So you know what's funny, Dad? There's been a few attempts in TBN history to upset TBN, to stop TBN. There have been a few fools in the 38, 39-year history coming up to 40 years, you know, what any attempt at stopping TBN, they have no idea who they're actually pushing into the corner. You and mom get pushed in a corner. God help you. That's a lesson I've learned from you, seriously. <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, wow. Wow, what satanic pride and arrogance. Pride goeth before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. I mean, it's just unreal. But they do that so that nobody would dare, you know, you think real real quick about somebody hearing that, think, oh boy, I never ever want to speak a word against TBN. No, you're supposed to mark these types of devils. Mark them which cause division and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. Their opulent lifestyle, number one, pretty much contrary to what New Testament Bible-believing Christianity Lay not up your treasure on earth, you know. I, I, I could probably give about a hundred verses on that one alone. All the greed, all of the yoking up with Rome, and, and you know, the charismania. There's so many aspects you could cover. The Bible says in Proverbs 17.15, now, I think that's appropriate, because this verse is appropriate, because this guy's saying this... Uh, good old Matthew Crouch saying there's all these fools in the, in the uh, few fools in the 40 year history attempting to stop TBN they have no idea what they're doing pushing you into a corner God help them that's a lesson I've learned seriously so in other words he's justifying he's glorifying this wicked corrupt ministry the Bible says in Proverbs 17:15, he that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, which is something TBN does routinely on an everyday basis. Oh, here's Benny Hinn, the charlatan himself. What are they doing? They're justifying the wicked. But when it comes to who they call uh, Bible-believing fundamentalists, I've heard Paul Crouch get up there and, and go just ballistic, making all kind of you know threats. I think I've played the clips before. Against them. So what is he doing there? He's condemning the just. He condemned me in a heartbeat. So he that justified the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. I would say TBN totally fills that criteria on both ends of that particular verse. Isaiah 5.20 Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. They do that routinely every single time TBN comes on, pretty much. They call evil good and good evil. They say, oh, they're good Catholics. They even have a show on TBN now with a priest that promotes Catholicism, and they're yoked up with them. They've got priests on stage. They've been yoked up with, you know, Rome, the nuns, the Pope, the whole nine yards. They're calling evil good and good evil. Isaiah 5.24, 
Therefore, now this is after the woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Four verses later, Therefore, as the fire devoureth the stubble, and the flame consumeth the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness. That's what I view a ministry abomination like TBN as. Their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossoms shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Every time they open up and they go on stage and they have that palatial, garish, beyond overdone, tacky, whatever set that they come out of, where everything's gold gilded and all the furniture's ornate and all this other garbage, and then they promote the Catholic Church and they promote all kind of heresies and charismania and all of these false greed-driven, prosperity, charismatic preachers, most of them are, and all kind of false prophecies that have all kind of false prophets on there that speak to the people having itching ears, wanting to heap teachers unto themselves. Every time they do that and promote that garbage, they are despising the word of the Holy One of Israel, according to Isaiah 5.24. I'm just trying to make this like real to you and practical. How do these verses relate to the situation? Well, this is how. And then the next verse. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people. See, he was talking about his people all along. When it started back in in Isaiah 5.20 where it said, One of them that call evil good and good evil, and those that have despised the Holy One of Israel. He was talking about his people. It's the context of the verse. Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he hath stretched forth his hand against them and smitten them. That's what's coming. Just because the Lord's long-suffering and merciful, don't get the impression, though, that that day is not coming, where he stretches forth his hand against them and smites them. Now, this is part of the strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, which is the exact time that the wicked is revealed, the Antichrist, capital W, and the falling away of the church. God's letting ministries like TBN flourish and blossom for a time because it's part of the strong delusion he's sending. Part of the strong delusion that you expect to see in the Revelation chapter 3 Laodicean church that are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, but they think that they're in need of nothing. Yet in God's eyes they're wretched, weak, naked before him. But I'm sure that the people on TBN and, and those types of people, they don't think that they're they're doing too bad. A lot of them, not saying all, but a, a lot of them probably don't feel that way. And the greed, the unmitigated greed, all of these telethons or whatever that they have and, and sending your your love offering and then you'll get this. It's 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 about self-centeredness, really, is what it boils down to, a lot of it. Or, let's say, worst case scenario, these people are just being totally duped. I know, I've been there. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever sent money to TBN when I was into the Charismania stuff. I don't think I did. And does that mean I think that I want to condemn every single person in it? No, I don't. I, I, I feel sorry for them. I was there. I still have friends, you know, that, to a certain extent... I believe follow this. Now, 
I've tried to warn them, but there's only so much you can do. You know, there's only so much you can do. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. But very nice people that would call themselves born-again Christians, and they're still messed up in this stuff. So, Satan tries to snag us in many different ways. Now, my concern would be as if they stayed in it, and they never got out of it, and they're in the strong delusion, and they have no desire to ever leave it, my would be very concerned for them. Why? Because the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie. It, is just, it doesn't just stop there, though. It says the next verse, or the next part of the verse, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I mean, if you start believing in this prosperity gospel and this type of works-based religion that invariably this all leads to, then you're believing in another gospel. So, you've got to be really careful. The Bible says, while they promised them liberty, these false prophets, these false deceivers, while they promised them, them being their followers, their congregation, whoever that might be, While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. If that doesn't apply to Paul Crouch and that ministry, I don't know what it does. If he's not a servant of corruption, I don't don't know who is. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. So if you sit there and you watch this stuff all day long, and I'm not saying there's stuff you couldn't biblically glean ever, but I'm just saying if you sit there and you have this going in your house all the time, which I know people that have this going in their house 24-7 think it's going to keep demons away. No. Play the King James Bible somewhere in your house 24-7. Don't play some TBN thing. And particularly the book of Revelation, because Devils and demons don't like to hear the book of Revelation, fallen angels. Why? Because it reminds them of where they're going. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. You go into a church, you sit under their leadership, you you have this stuff on your TV 24-7, you're putting yourself potentially... In a position to be overcome, to be brought into bondage. That's what the Bible says. For whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. Don't let these types of ministries bring you into bondage and overcome you. Don't let that happen. Stick to the Word of God, the King James Bible in the English speaking language, and Stick with that. That is where you need to focus in on. I mean, obviously there's a lot of other things. Prayer, fasting, and and I'm not saying, I'm not discounting fellowship either as well. With other Christians. It's just becoming harder and harder and harder to find truly like-minded Christians that really want the word of God, that really 
are interested in truly biblical things. And a lot of it does apply to end-time current events, which there's very few people that are being properly educated on, educated on that subject. There's a lot of things getting ready to happen on a worldwide scale that the 501c3 corporate church is not going to have an answer for. In fact, they're going to do the exact opposite. These types of ministries, there's going to be all kinds of signs and lying wonders and miracles, which is the very way that the false prophet and the antichrist are going to deceive the whole world. The Bible's made very clear on that regarding the end times. And if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, according to Matthew 24, 24. So we know all that's going to happen. There's going to be events in probably the near future that are going to be happening, particularly 2012. We've been so primed for this anyway, through Hollywood and the whole nine yards. When these signs, line wonders, and miracles come, and they come in the midst of great turmoil and upheaval on a global scale, probably World War III is going to be in there. Possibly pandemics. Didn't Jesus Christ said there's going to be plagues and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places? Matthew 24 regarding... Yeah. Well, we, we should be expecting that. All kind of natural disasters and cataclysmic events happening. Plagues, pestilences, global pandemics, earthquakes, volcanoes. Who knows how the UFO thing is going to figure into all that and the Ascended Masters that I've talked about. Which is exactly probably how this Antichrist and False Prophet are going to come and present themselves. On the heels of all of this turmoil and chaos. So people will be in a, in a mindset where they will be like, I don't know, I just want to make it go away. And if these guys can make it go away, I'll, I'll fall down and worship them. I don't care. I don't care. It's going to have to go down some somewhere along the lines like I just said, most likely. I, I, I can't see any other way it playing out. I mean, you got to have a one-world religion, a one-world political system, a one-world economic system, a one-world currency. you got to have a game plan for that. And from a biblical standpoint, the Bible says that they will deceive the whole world through signs and lying wonders and their miracles. So, supernatural witchcraft at the highest level you've ever seen. When people are at the most desperate they've ever been in their whole lives, they're going to be primed to accept it. These ministries aren't preparing people for this. They're not doing that. They're preaching whatever they're preaching. For greed, for filthy lucre's sake. So, the last verse again, Isaiah 5.25, Therefore is the anger of the Lord kindled against his people, and he has stretched forth his hand against them and smitten them. Judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. And the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all of this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is still stretched out. Still, when, this, when God's judgment falls on this wickedness, whew, it's going to get really bad. I'm going back to the article now. Paul Crouch responded. Now this is during this interview that I'm describing. Paul Crouch responded and said, quote, God help anyone who would try to get in the way of TBN, which was God's plan. I have attended the funerals of at least two people who tried. Oh, what a boast. What a boast. 
And then he goes on to say, boy, anyone that's ever tried to get in the way of this network, don't. Don't try it. Don't try it. I'm telling you, you're playing with fire. Well, I'll tell you what, Paul Crouch, I'm doing it right now. And you don't intimidate me, devil. You don't. I'm telling you, you're playing with fire. God says, I build my church. Yeah, you're right, but this doesn't apply. You've got a false gospel, a false ministry. And it's not a church anyway. You are of your father the devil and of his lusts and of his works you will do, Paul Crouch. He was a liar from the beginning and so are you. And I'm, I'm waiting for the day when God literally judges these devils in some biblical way. However he wants to do it. Pillar of fire from heaven. I think the bolder the better. You know why? Because of what Psalm 64 says. When it says, but God, regarding the wicked, regarding the wicked, but God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. Would that not apply here? And then the byproduct, all men shall see and fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing, God's doing. And the righteous will be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart with glory. See, that's the fear of God. That'll actually, fear of God will drive people to repentance. And the fear of God will drive people to truly get saved and not follow some charlatan mouthpiece for Satan like Paul Crouch and TBN. See, it, it has a good effect when God destroys wickedness or wicked people. It always has a positive effect in the Bible. Always. It's usually the only way God can get our attention. When a, when a, when a society has degraded enough, or people whom he would view as his children, like in the Old Testament, Israel, many, many times God had to chasten them severely. I mean, it's, you know, they were doing some really bad stuff. Sacrificing their children, making, baking cakes to the Queen of Heaven, and yet saying that we're delivered to do these abominations. Just see Jeremiah 7, Jeremiah 11, and Jeremiah 14 to verify that. So I, I love this guy's boasting. I love it. Just can't get enough of it. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. And then he says, don't try it. I'm telling you, you're playing with fire. God says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And TBN, you know, what just plain old TBN is a great network entity is proof of the sovereignty of God and the power of God against hell and high water. This network stands as a monument to the faithfulness of God. He did it. Jane and I were just simple little kids. We didn't even know what we were doing. Oh yeah, and I'm sure the Illuminati and the New World Order had nothing to do with you getting into this area of prominence and you you being able to insert yourself into mainstream Christianity like you did. They had everything to do with it. And so did the Roman Catholic Church and the Pope and Satan at the top. No, I don't think God had anything to do with this. I think he let it happen. I think it's part of the strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Absolutely. I mean, all I have to do is look at their fruit. 
You, you shall know them by their fruit. I could do a 20-hour teaching just on TBN and, and Paul Crouch and Jan Crouch alone, exposing their wickedness. And I've already touched on it many, many times. And we'll look at that more today. And then he says, so it was God's idea. He did it all, end of quote. I just really believe that if, if God were to consume somebody like this in a pillar of fire, like on the set, this guy's got no hope. His, his conscience is so been seared with a hot iron, he's probably a generational Luciferian, like most of them are at that level. Bloodline generational Luciferian, worships Satan. Just go up to the internet, key in Toronto Blessing Unmasked. Toronto Blessing Unmasked. It's 20 hours of footage on people like, I don't think they've got Paul Crouch in there, but they've got Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagen and uh, Rodney Howard Brown and a lot of the other devils. Slowing down their tongues, hearing what they say off camera, reversing their tongues, them calling out to Satan. 20 hours of footage. I sent those to a listener of mine. He had them, and then I mentioned that I hadn't heard from him. And he put, like, the next day he had them up online. And I mean, like, a long time it went by, so praise the Lord. But he got them up on the internet. I think somebody else put them up there, too. These guys are Satanists. They're Luciferians at that level. They don't get to that level, just like politicians that are senators, governors, whatever, at very high levels. They don't get there because they're just great guys. Satan takes care of his own. I'm not saying every single person in online, or obviously in uh, TV ministry is a Satanist, but there's a good amount. It's the perfect cover for a Satanist. I've seen it interviewed many, many times. And where could where could Satan do the most damage in the ranks of people that would profess to be Christians? Because born-again Bible-believing Christians would be really Satan's only mortal enemy on planet Earth. Really, all the other religions he's already got. We would be the only threat the Holy Spirit working through us, I don't want to take credit for anything that's God's, but the Holy Spirit working through a born-again Christian would be the biggest threat. Obviously, there's there's God's good angels and these types of things. Uh, yeah, that too, but from a human standpoint. So, uh, so let me, let me read this to you. So, he says, he did it. Jan and I were just simple little kids. We didn't even know what we were doing. It was God's idea. He did it all. Crouch then then appealed for donations after he said that. <laughs> so, he goes right into a donation plea right after he tries to put the fear of God in everyone that God did it and God ordained it. And Hey, if you if you buy into that, and then he goes right into, into donations, well, think about it. Think about the, it's like the mafia coming to you saying, you know, eh, you know, Johnny, you owe us this money. You're going um, to pay us either... Right now or tomorrow, we're going to rough you up really good. We're going to break break both your legs or whatever. You're going to be pretty motivated to kind of give to the mafia. And it's kind of a similar thing they're doing here. They have the strong arm tactic, and then they go right into, into a donation plea. Well, if you've bought into the first part, then you're going to have no problem giving up tons and tons of your money to this wicked, corrupt corporation 
501c3 nonprofit corporation, which is what 99.9% of most ministries are in, the, in America. There's no Bible for that. Just key in 501 or 501c3 in the search box at contendingfortruth.com. Jesus Christ never told us to become corporations or to go get licensed from the state to preach. Where does it ever say that? It's not in there. None of the apostles did. Jesus Christ didn't do it. But it's just the norm today. Why? Because the traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. Words from Jesus Christ. Back then, it's no different now. So, Crouch then appealed for donations, and he says, quote, Anyone have a need? He asked, plant a seed. Get to the phone. End of quote. <laughs> you greedy devil. It's never enough for these people. I had watched a, a, a documentary on like the mob at one point, and they were saying in there that these guys in the mob who were just raking in unbelievable gobs of money. It was never enough, though. They were always broke. Like, where, where, where do they blow it all? People that are like that, that are, that are in that greed mode that they're in, it's never enough. It's like a fire. You can never put enough wood on the fire to quench the fire. To, to satisfy the fire, I should say. The more wood you put on the fire, the more it wants to consume. It's just how greed is. It's never enough. That's how they are. The comments were directed at no one in particular, but they resounded with Coper. So, in other words, they had this conversation very recently, this conversation between his grandson Matt and uh, Paul Crouch Sr. It's, it's kind of funny, they had this conversation right after Brittany Coper, the granddaughter, started to file this lawsuit. All this stuff about, oh God, help anyone come against TBN, and all this rhetoric, satanic rhetoric spewing out of their mouths. So, obviously, it was directed at Coper, the granddaughter. And you look at Titus 1, 7 and 1, 8, which is just one of the qualifications for if you would call yourself a bishop, uh, uh, this would apply to, to deacons as well, bishop, elders, pastors, uh, spiritual overseers, which obviously Paul Crouch being at the head of TBN, who has influence over all of these People that call themselves Christians watching TBN, it's, it's much. It would be a much more higher accountability than your standard pastor, because you're dealing with millions of people that you're supposedly having the oversight over. So, in other words, you're in a much higher accountability level. But see, he's a hireling, somebody that's doing it for the money. The Bible says the hireling has no true love for the sheep. The the, the true shepherd would lay down his life for the sheep. Paul Crouch ain't going to lay down his life for nobody because it's all about Paul Crouch. The bishop, which would apply here, must be blameless. Blameless? Oh, we're going to see how blameless Paul Crouch is. As the steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, Filthy lucre is basically greed for money. 
money that you obtain through illicit means in God's eyes, whether that's coercion, like he goes up there and does this strong-arm tactic and then appeals for donations. It's like strong-arming somebody. Biblically, or, or, or um, mentally manipulating them through his lying tongue in order to get more donations. If they're not given to filthy lucre, I don't know who is. TBN is the quintessential essence of being given over to filthy lucre. And then it goes on in the next verse. But a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men. Oh, like those priests you have on stage with you and Benny Hinn and all of the other cavalcade of, of apostate reprobate heretics you, you commonly promote on TBN. A lover of good men. Sober. Just. There's nothing about TBN that's just. Holy. Nothing about TBN that I can see is holy. Temperate. Oh, temperate, like their palatial mansions and, and their, their, you know, yeah, with food and, uh, you know, be, being content with food and raiment, that, you know, being content with that and, and not having, you know, to have, uh, you know, their, their jet planes and their chauffeured limousines. And no, that's being temperate. Yeah, that's definitely being very temperate. Now, I got, I got into this in the last day, but I want to touch on this. And, and it's entitled, TBN's Paul Crouch pays his homosexual lover $425,000 in hush money. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to mark these devils. Paul Crouch and TBN are taking, I would dare say, millions of people to hell because they've chosen to follow these types of ministries. And TBN's a gateway for all kind of other heretics. That people get into, and that's the platform they come. They come and they present their heresy. And then, oh, oh, I like him. But they found out about it through TBN. We're all accountable for this stuff, biblically. When we, and what is, what what would it boil down to? The Bible says to lay not a stumbling block before your brother, or sister, essentially. When you have a ministry that's constantly spewing out false doctrine, the love of money, filthy lucre, all of these unbiblical things, works-based gospels, charismania, yoking up with the Catholic Church, you are laying a stumbling block before Christians. We're not to do that. We're not to lay stumbling blocks before them. They're causing people that might be very uh, good people and sincere and and maybe even born-again Christians... They're causing them to stumble. They're in gigantic trouble with the Lord. Of course, I think that most of them are Satanists and they know exactly what they're doing. And, and, you know, they're serving Satan and they're doing a good job. So Paul Crouch pays homosexual lover $425,000 in hush money. This happened. It's documented. It happened. Ford, who, who was this, his homosexual lover, was an ex-convict drug dealer, convicted child molester. He's a fun guy. I mean, you know, great guy. I'm obviously being sarcastic, but I mean, this is the guy that Paul Crouch hired. Ex-convict drug dealer, convicted child molester. We're talking the scum of the earth. He had been employed by TBN as a limo driver, telephone receptionist, and as a photographer, even though he had 
few job skills, he did not even know how to operate a camera. In other words, it was just on the books that way. So it could appear as, you know, a legitimate way they were feeding money to this guy. Gay lovers, Ford and Crouch, Paul Crouch and this Lonnie Ford guy, evidently had a falling out. I guess they had a gay lover spat. And a legal dispute then ensued. Ford was given $425,000 in hush money by Paul Crouch. A TBN lawyer says, and he agreed to keep quiet about his and Couch's sexual relationship. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to get into what else he said. Here's a picture of him on page four. This uh, Enoch Lonnie Ford is pictured in the Los Angeles Times, September 12, 2004, page A29. And there's Paul Crouch. So yeah, a real match made in hell here. However, more recently, Ford, this Lonnie Ford guy, came back to demand a staggering $10 million from Paul Crouch and TBN, or else. Allegedly, TBN and Crouch then offered him $1 million to Ford in exchange for not publishing a finished work manuscript that Ford had threatened to publish detailing the gay tryst between him and his lover, Paul Crouch. This is the type of scum you're dealing with here. TBN and Crouch admit that $425,000 in hush money was paid to Ford, but predictably deny all other charges. Why on God's green earth would you pay a guy $425,000 if you weren't guilty? Wouldn't you want to fight that to the bitter end? I mean, it look, makes you look totally guilty if you pay him the money. But who knows what kind of evidence this guy had on good old Paul Crouch. I, I, think, it's, I think it's really, uh, I don't know, poetic justice, whatever you want to call it, that this happened. Couldn't happen to a greater guy than Paul Crouch. And here's a guy that, that millions of people that would label themselves as Christians have basically put their trust in this disgusting, sick, twisted, vile ministry with Paul Crouch at the head. You're starting to get the big picture here, how, how sick and twisted this is. According to the LA Times reporter William Lobdell, when Paul Crouch's youngest son, Matt, first learned of his father's sexual... Now, Matt was the same guy that was just they were just having that conversation with. About, oh, you know, God help anyone that would ever get in TBN's way, and, oh, that's one thing I learned about you and mom, don't ever get you pushed in a corner. That was Matt. Well, going back further, according to LA Times reporter William Lobdell, when Paul Crouch's youngest son, Matt... Now, remember, this was, I don't know, six years ago? When Matt first learned of his father's sexual transgressions, he told TBN lawyer David Middlebrook, quote, I am devastated. I am confronted with having to face the fact that my father is a homosexual. End of quote. 
James Logden, founder of the internet website promoting a gay lifestyle, said, quote, Gay people were not taken by surprise. Many of us had always suspected the flamboyant Paul Crouch was a queer. Now this is a, this is a queer guy judging another guy that he knew was a queer. Queer guys, I really believe, probably can look at another guy and maybe size them up from a demonic standpoint and knowing because they are one of them, if, oh, that guy is a queer, he's just in the closet. He's just playing like he's not. I would imagine they probably have a little more discernment in that area. Think about it from this way. The demons that would infest a queer person or a gay guy or a lesbian, they can kind of identify that. Anyway, many of us, meaning many of the gays, had always suspected the flamboyant Paul Crouch was a queer. After all, he's married to a puffy-lipped, pink-coiffed Jan Crouch, a drag queen if there ever was one. Yes, she does. She looks like a drag queen. Could she pack on the makeup anymore? I think that's the only thing she's lacking. It's just a few more hundred pounds of makeup. And and maybe to tease her hair up just another foot or two higher. And, and to dress a little more ostentatious. I, I, that's all that's lacking with Jan Crouch. Really. And she just took the mantle over from Tammy Faye Baker. Isn't that kind of weird how Tammy Faye Baker looked that way? And then they got, you know, that whole scandal broke loose with all that, that, you know, sexual thing. And then they were taken out. And then it's like Paul Crouch and Jan Crouch came in. And it's almost like those same demons, or at least another set equal to the task, went and then possessed Jan Crouch. And she's dressing and looking the same way. And a, and a person that's unsaved, they would like put on TV and they'd be like, what is this? Some kind of three ring circus? That's exactly what Satan wants. It was, it was the main excuse a lot of times I would get from like my parents before they got saved. Of, well, Christianity, it's a bunch of hypocrites. It's, a, it's like a three ring circus. It's all about greed. I mean, it was so obvious to the unsaved. Yet it's not obvious to the people that supposedly are. Why? Because of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. They get spiritually blinded, whereas an unsaved person has more discernment than the average Christian, or the the average person that would call himself a Christian. It's pitiful. Anybody in their right mind turning that stuff on would say, whoa, 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 red gigantic flags. I'm going to follow these two people that look like they belong in some kind of Vegas sideshow freak act? Paul Crouch and Jan Crouch? Are you serious? It looks like a joke. Is this some kind of like sick comedy act? This is what it looks like. Satan loves it. That way he can he can lump all of us in with that garbage. Anybody that's born again, oh yeah, you Christians. Yeah, please, lump me in with Paul and Jan Crouch. I love that. I love that label. Lump me in with the Catholics. Yeah, even though they're the ones that killed, you know, 50, over 50 million during the Inquisitions. The real, true born again Bible-believing Christians. I know not all of them were, but a lot of them were. 
Yeah, lump me in with the Catholics. I love that. Lump me in with Paul Crouch and Jan Crouch. And lump me in with the 501c3 church. Their, their legion, or, 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 or the Catholic pedophile priest, that's even better. Or the legion of 501c3 corporate pastors and, and Laodicean church people. Or the ones, or, or the pastors that have yoked up with FEMA and Homeland Security and are going to be used to uh, implement forced vaccination and, and used as staging areas to take you to the uh, concentration camps. Yeah, please lump me in with them. I, I love that. I love that. I love that designation. I mean, I, I eat it up. But unfortunately, that's what happens. And that's why a lot of times it's hard to witness to people uh, because there's so much working against you in that regard. The Lord has to open those doors up anyway, though, to truly witness to somebody. But I'm just saying that that Satan's done all this and orchestrated all this so that Christianity is viewed as a gigantic joke. And he's done a really good job. But again... It's part of the strong delusion that God said he was going to send. So you have to kind of balance the two. So I, I don't get frustrated about it. God's doing it. It's just that we need to try to help people identify this so that they're not swept up in this and duped. So, you know, Paul Crouch, the uh, you know homosexual or bisexual, whatever he is, and his drag queen looking wife, Jan Crouch. What does the Bible say? Well, Romans 1, 26-28 says, For this cause God gave them up to vile affections, and even their women did change the natural use, that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, Men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of air which was meat, meaning it was fit, it was proper, it was apt. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, or not proper. Paul Crouch has been given over to a reprobate mind. It's no wonder he has no problem going up there acting like he's Mr. Super Christian and fleecing the flock every week or every day, promising them all of these things if you give to the ministry. It's like God's a big slot machine and you put a coin in and, and you pull the, the, the hammer down on the slot machine and hopefully you're going to hit the jackpot. That's what it's like, you know, sending to TBN or these other, these ministries. That's what they, they give you this gambling almost mentality. Because most of the time, obviously, that doesn't happen. People just don't send in and they all of a sudden they got a million bucks on their door in a suitcase. Obviously, that doesn't happen. But they want to convince you that, oh, there's a chance of that happening. Paul Crouch and his ilk have been given over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. I'm speaking directly to Paul Crouch and all his ilk. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Yep, pretty much. Leviticus 18, 22 through 30 says, 
Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Meaning men aren't supposed to be with men and women aren't supposed to be with women. It's an abomination in God, to God. Neither shall, lie, shall thou lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. All of it's confusion. And God is not the author of confusion. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things. For in all these nations, for in all these, the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. Whenever a nation got into promiscuous homosexuality, bisexuality, all that stuff, look at Sodom and Gomorrah as an example, or there's many other examples in the Bible, whenever that happened, and or whenever they engaged in child sacrifice, it was just a matter of time before God rained down his fury on them. It was just a matter of time. When you get to that point in society, it's just a matter of time before God's judgment is right around the corner. And we're there. And we got it going on at the highest levels now at TBN and, and probably so many other ministries. So this is very, very, very prevalent. It's very prevalent with the politicians, too. Hmm. Think about this. If the Illuminati, if the elite, the globalists, whoever, through their 501c3 network, put these ministers in these positions, which they did, for the most part, then they control these people. If they're engaging in all kind of vile things on the side, pedophilia and uh, homosexuality and all of these things... Do you understand the Illuminati has files and dossiers on these people? So that if they ever get out of line, they could say, hey, listen, you get out of line, we're going to release this information. It might have been what happened to old Paul Crouch here. Maybe he was getting a little bit too uppity for his own good. How many sex scandals have broken out that I've covered where the, the pastors turned out to be uh, homosexuals, molesting, like that one case, that Bishop Eddie whatever, Eddie Long, molesting four or five young black boys. Totally proven. And yet they, they, they elevated him to the title of God King. Wrapped him in the Torah like I covered in recent weeks. What an abomination of, from, to God. Talk about no fear of God. All I can think is that they've been turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And then I think of 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, which is what they're doing, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Their conscience are seared with a hot iron. It doesn't matter what you tell them. They're already on their way to hell. There's nothing that you're going to do that's going to change that. They are ministers of Satan. Uh, that try to appear as ministers of righteousness. And the Bible says it's no marvel if Satan can be transformed into an angel of light. It's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into, into ministers of righteousness. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're hirelings that have no true love for the sheep. All of the above. They promise them liberty, then themselves are the servants of corruption. How many homosexual things have come out about different big-time ministries in just even the last ten years. And it's a lot of it's done to discredit anything with any resemblance of Christianity. 
and 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 so people will view it as a total joke, and then all of the other things that we mentioned. It's all being done by design. Some of them they probably got out of line, and, they, and their handlers said, "Well, listen, we're gonna, we're, you're gonna have to be punished." Some of them, I believe, it was pre-planned just to discredit Christianity in general. Who knows? I mean, that's a God knows, but I'm only speculating there. But anyway, back to Leviticus eighteen twenty-two through thirty. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things, for in these nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. And the land is defiled. When you have homosexuality, bisexuality, and these types of uh, sexual things that are prohibited going on, it defiles the land. Particularly homosexuality and bestiality, which was mentioned here as well. It literally defiles the land. What's another thing that defiles the land that's specifically mentioned? Child sacrifice. The blood of the innocents defiles the land. What do you have going across America? Planned Parenthood. The abortion mills. The satanic abortion mills. It's defiling the land. It's cursing the land. It's causing sin and iniquity to propagate and to take over. And this is why things are getting so dark and why things are getting so evil. A big reason is just you, you could look at the, the pornography, you could look at the homosexuality, bisexuality, you could look at the child sacrifice. Those, those things alone are, are defiling the land and causing this darkness and this blindness to creep over the land. The land is defiled, therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it. And the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. That's what's coming to America, most likely. The land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. I think that's, that's the future of America for the most part. Now, God always preserves a remnant. I'm not saying that, 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 you know, I'm not like directing this to my listeners. I'm just saying in general. I'm looking around what's going on and it seems pretty obvious that's the route we're heading down. Now, I did a teaching recently, um, and it's entitled Exposed. Tim LaHaye, Chuck Missler, Jerry Falwell, Sung Young Moon, Rick Santorum, Newt Gingrich, Benny Hinn, Catherine Kuhlman, Paul Crouch, Chuck Smith, Hal Lindsey, Rick Joyner, The Pope, TBN, Calvary Chapel, Council of National Policy, Knights of Malta, and many, many more. It's a four-part teaching. I give you the links to that here, because I, I did quite a bit on Paul Crouch in that. Uh... Let's see here. Okay, I just checked. I've pretty much run out of time on this part. So I'm going to go ahead and um, end part uh, one here, and we'll go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N. D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.